0: Baby, I'm a gangster too. And it takes a little time, girl. You don't wanna mess with me, mess with me. Baby, I'm a gangster too. <laughs> Baby, I'm a gangster too. Trigger warning. This podcast may include explicit content that will take you out of your comfort zone and make you question reality. Listener's discretion is advised.
1: Don't fuck with me, fellas! This ain't my first time at the rodeo.
0: hello how's everybody doing today we are joined by janet from deplorable nation podcast and ellie from the speed bumps podcast we are throwing down on the tunguska blast of 1908 the tunguska event if you were wondering was an approximately 12 megaton explosion that occurred in russia the details of what happened that night are just not adding up for our conspiracy minds. And Janet and Ellie join me in revealing what we think actually occurred. And to find more from Janet and Ellie, you can click the links in the show notes and it will take you over to their podcast. This is a crusher of an episode, a lot of great info here. I hope you all enjoy it. It was definitely revealing as to how long the government has been convincing us that anomalous, mysterious events are just meteors or da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, right, assholes. We know what's up. And we're going to talk about it in today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Let's dive right into it. All right, everyone! It's another episode of the Cosmic Peach Podcast. Welcome back. I have on tonight my besties of besties, Janet from Deplorable Nation Podcast, and Ellie from the Speed Bumps Podcast. Ladies, how are you doing?
1: Fabulous! Fabulous! Oh my! <laughs> <God>. We <laughs> talked too geez. much, Janet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what talking every day will do for you. Oh we finish God, each other's words. Yeah.
0: Can I be part of the club? I want to yes, be yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so um, before we get started, can you, Janet, tell people where they can find your podcast before we roll right into it?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Podcast is Deplorable Nation, and you can find it on every podcast platform. Uh, available and also if you want to follow me uh, stalk me in any way shape or form feel free to on instagram at deplorable janet or on twitter at no janet k-n-o-w
2: ellie i am ellie from the speed bumps podcast on all major platforms on instagram i am o-n-e thumb e-l one thumb l or Podcast, And on Fridays, I release videos on my one thumbnail Instagram page called Fin Approved Fridays. And I think people really enjoy them. Like they give people a different perspective on how I use my hand and how I do things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, y'all should check that Mm out. Oh my God. Yeah. And you're both repeat
0: offenders (laughs) to the Cosmic Peach podcast. And I think that in a lot of ways, we are like the Spice Girls of the Conspiracy Theory community. Mm-hmm. We're, there's one, there's always the other. So Janet, Julia, Ellie, we're kind of a, a trio of sorts. Although we and, don't uh, plan
1: on having a bad breakup or anything in no. public.
2: No, no, no. No, we're actually planning meetups, not breakups. <laughs> right, Yes. But it's always
0: so fun to do podcasts with you because I feel like all three of us do fantastic research. Mm -hmm. And the topic tonight I had you look into is the Tunguska Blast. And I don't really have a plan for how I want to lay this out because it's just a fucking hot mess. (laughs) So I guess I should just tell everyone what it is, and then we can kind of uh, just go crazy with it. So on June 30th, 1908, 7.13 a.m., something streaked across the sky above Russia and exploded over a densely wooded area near the Tunguska River. It leveled trees over an area of several miles, and the shockwave registered as a large earthquake. So, what are your thoughts just going into this? I personally don't believe half of the shit that you can
2: find online. No. No. Well, okay. So I was trying to explain this to my husband because he's like, "Oh, what are you guys going to talk about?" And I was like, "Well, one of the theories literally says that an asteroid came in and mm-hmm. then somehow bounced off the atmosphere and bounced out, and that's why a bunch of trees like went in a butterfly shape." And he's mm-hmm. like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, was like, that sounds <laughs> bullshit." <laughs> it <laughs> sounds like
1: something NASA made up. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, it just People bounced buy off. That. I well, was like, "What?" And here's the thing, okay, so they want everyone to believe that it was an asteroid, a meteor, comet, whatever the hell they want to say, that supposedly plowed into the Earth, however, left no crater, and left no debris or rock stuff in any way, shape, or form behind
0: well, that then is one okay. of the most
2: bizarre bullshit I've ever heard. Well, right. and one of the theories I had seen too was like a local lake into you know, the sea. I can't. I don't know where it is right now. Oh shit! I found that too. They said, "Oh, oh fuck!" Hang they, on, they said Allie. that find the name because that like the lake was supposedly the crater. So it like an air blast caused all the trees to go, but then mm. it landed in the lake and it created this lake. But then people were uh-huh. like, "No," because the sediment underneath. Is so many years old, and also it's
1: Lake Bacal, Baikal. B A I K A. Yeah, there it is.
0: I found it right there. It said the most popular explanation from scientists is that a powerful burst of air caused by a large meteor colliding with the atmosphere flattened the forest, and that of nearby Lake whatever you said, Janet, and mm-hmm. that it was formed by the impact of the uh, meteorite, but it says Russian researchers took samples of the sediment from the bottom of the deepest part of the lake and found that they were at least 280 years old,
2: easily predating the Tunguska blast. Well, mm-hmm. so and there's trees around it, <clears throat> like trees perfectly around it that are way more than 100 years old. So that so, also doesn't make sense, right? Debunked, and here's right here's the other thing. Totally
1: Here's the other thing that um, like researchers were investigating this and they're like, okay, if it's not like a normal uh, asteroid made up of rock per se, maybe what if it was made of iron and what happened is when it hit the atmosphere, it vaporized. And so that's why, however, oddly enough, there is no iron or deposits anywhere in that area from that theory. Dude,
0: and it was like you were saying like people under the object quote unquote that mm-hmm. the path that it crossed through, they've reported seeing a residual glow in the sky for days afterwards. Okay. And it
2: was no fucking crater or debris field. Okay, but about that cuz I saw two different reports. So I saw one that said the skies as far as europe were lit up at night in an anomalous glow but mm-hmm. then another website that i came across literally said the weird part was that on june the night of june 30th which is what the night of the event whatever the event mm-hmm. was right the skies so i'm just gonna really read this sentence real fast Fes- pheznikoff from 1966 points out that there was no anomalous glow on june 30th 1908 but that there was such a glow on july 1st 1908 there was no unusual illumination reported in the u.s the southern hemisphere or in countries east of the explosion site but it happened the next day
1: well, So and, and they're that's... not
0: getting their fucking timelines right right
1: and, and it's contradictory because there are people that live in this region um, yep. that said they saw a bluish light, um, nearly as bright as the sun, moving across the sky, leaving a thin trail. Um, and then closer to the horizon, there was a flash producing a billowing cloud, followed by a pillar of fire. What? That cast a red light on the landscape. The pillar then split in two and faded and everything oh. turned black. About 10 minutes later, there was a sound similar to artillery fire.
0: And I've seen one talking about Janet. Fuck those assholes.
2: This is not a fucking meteor crash. No, it's not. No, no. And And I'll tell you what
1: I think it is.
2: See, I don't have a theory, but I've also read reports of like people who were there explaining kind of like you did, Janet. Mm -hmm. And they basically describe it as four different distinct sounds of this intense thunder. Yes. Yes. Which how like that doesn't that doesn't make sense. It's not
1: adding up. Well, and here's the thing, and keep this in mind for for a while, um, for later, because this is something that's important. This area that it happened to uh, explode over or whatever um, was in Siberia, okay? So keep Siberia in mind. Now, NASA gets involved in this, okay, when NASA comes out and is like, uh, the energy released by this uh, was later estimated by scientists to be 185 times greater than that of an atomic bomb dropped in Hiroshima, according to NASA researchers.
0: A thousand times greater than the atomic bomb that destroyed Hiroshima.
1: 185 times greater.
0: Oh, my God. Because I found, like, some shit about, like, it flattened 500,000 acres of pine mm -hmm, forest. mm -hmm. So, think of that.
1: Right. And so, um, if you look into fission, nuclear fission, and nuclear fusion, okay, supposedly, now this is a supposedly... The first actual reported testing, nuclear testing, was in 1945. However, I'm going to tell you why that's false. It produced a 217 megaton uh, explosion just recorded from fission response. Um, However, in fission and fusion of the nuclear type, everything will glow blue. Because... It is the natural reaction when it when the um, nuclei interact um, and are smashed together or whatever, um, especially when there's water present, it causes a blue glow. This is not made up. This also holds true for modern day radiology. Um, if you're having a uh, nuclear radiological procedure. uh parts of your, um, study, if they're doing like CT guided or whatever, uh, those parts that they, that they subjected to that nuclear radiation actually glow blue.
2: And you're not supposed to cross international borders for like 24 hours. Don't ask me how I know. Correct. Oh shit.
1: And you're, and you're considered radioactive. And so if you have a nuclear, Thing, but any kind of nuclear testing done nuclear thyroid destruction or you know any anything like that you are considered radioactive and you cannot share common household items with your family you have to eat off paper plates use utensils that are easily thrown away um you have to use like seat covers and stuff for the toilet all of that stuff for a certain period of time so it's like so having either. a
0: real fucking bad case of bedbugs.
1: Yes. You're
0: just fucked is what uh-huh. it sounds like.
1: So keep in mind that they said during this experiment, like it, they were talking about things, the sky glowing blue, right? And in fission and fusion reactions, even after um, the atoms are, are fused together or whatever, the reaction stays blue, even for a while afterwards, it will start to get fainter over time, but it stays blue for a while, which explains why they were seeing that in the sky. Well, and
2: they didn't go test for like, what, at least a decade, right? uh So any type of radiation would have been long gone. Would have been gone. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you, does it ever fizzle
0: into like a red color? Because there are some like weird reports of red.
1: yes and that's what they said is that it started out as blue and then when it got closer to the horizon there was a flashing and then a billowing cloud produced followed by a pillar of fire that cast a red light on the landscape so people were talking about it was blue and then it turned to red and then later on like you know, they were hearing these, these sonic noises or noises that sounded like artillery fire. And then it, it, like the, the pillar of smoke turned black. So, so get, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead.
2: No. So what you guys can't hear, hopefully not is Mike is like yelling at me things from the kitchen as he's hearing me talk. <laughs> and cause I, so I'd asked the question about how would they hear four booms and he's coming over showing me shit. Mm -hmm. His thing is it broke the sound barrier. And so either from four separate points broke Mm -hmm. the sound barrier because people don't have at that time the vocabulary to understand what a sonic boom is. Right. So they say artillery fire. You have to put it in the context of the culture of the time.
1: Right. I was going to say what they knew at that time for for weapons.
2: So he said it was either four points
1: Mm -hmm.
2: or it was four separate echoes. Mm hmm. So,
1: so get this, and this explains it completely. So you dig deeper into uh, nuclear testing and stuff. And so back in the 1800s, they already had um, uh, rocket capability, right? Rockets and, and missiles. They had that capability. It was already developed by that time. So when they get into testing of nuclear weapons, they do, uh, there's four different kinds. They do atmospheric, they do underground, they do underwater, and an extra atmospheric test. This is where it gets interesting. This is a test that's above the atmosphere with the nuclear stuff carried up. On rockets, okay. Um, when it's when it's launched, it generates a nuclear EMP, okay, electromagnetic pulse, which is the boom, which is the same as our electromagnetic weapons that we have nowadays. There's very distinctive sound, but that accounts also um, going through the different layers of the atmosphere why you hear four different noises because it's getting closer to earth which also explains the different colors and then the actual explosion which is the cloud that turned into the black smoke so
0: like boom boom
1: boom boom right right
0: well okay ladies it was nice talking with you but they and they (laughs) they said
1: uh, nuclear testing didn't didn't take effect until 1945, and that's why that's why I said I call bullshit, because in their in their own uh, in their own stuff, and this is on Wikipedia, so anybody can readily find this, it's talking about uh, Shurinkov radiation, and so this goes all the way back to uh, Marie Curie in 1910 Okay, so right at the same exact area of time that I observed the pale blue light in a highly concentrated radium solution, which is a radioactive solution that patients drink for uh, specific x-rays and stuff.
0: I don't I wonder why they didn't follow mm-hmm. up with the townsfolk and be like has anyone lost their hair? Does anyone have big sores all over? Well,
1: here's here's why that didn't happen, because this area, um, that was you know in the in the Serbian province, it said it was very sparsely populated. Um, so it so, was
0: on by
2: design
1: because exactly, it was sparsely populated, oh, and they even
2: say they think only three people died. Right. They can't even tell you an actual death count,
1: right? Because, um. If you think back to 1908 you don't have like you know the census and whatever and people are spread out all over the place. But anytime they do nuclear testing of any kind, it's always in a sparsely populated area where there's not a lot of people they can uh, quote unquote observe the results that they are are studying to see what happens. So, Isn't this the
0: story from hills have eyes though <laughs> like they were literally <laughs> testing some shit out and then they got all disfigured and shit
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. like hunchbacks and
1: shit well and so that's that's the thing though is they they want you to believe that this was uh a you know a space event and so we need to be concerned about national security and how are we going to protect Americans and, and people around the world from events like this happening from future asteroid uh, explosions on the earth. But here's the kicker. And this is what I find so deeply interesting because, you know, things like this don't happen without a motive, right? Uh, they, they don't do these things unless unless there's a purpose in place um so at the time theodore roosevelt being the president um he ordered his uh attorney general to set up a special agency uh to handle matters of national security and um you know uh, prostitution houses and you know crim- track criminals and whatever so what is our modern day fbi was actually created 3 days before this event happened and it was called uh the boi bureau of operation investigation or whatever um uh, it was set up three days before this event happened, interestingly enough.
0: You're fucking with me.
1: Coincidental? I think not. Let's get this. It gets better. And then I'll let you guys go. I'm excited. Um, it on. So, okay. It's the Bureau of In- Investigation. That's what it was. Um, so, three days beforehand, they they created this organization that was going to run point back at the time because NASA hasn't been created yet. So this is all going to be under national security. Right. Um, And so when they created this, they waited until December to tell Congress that that the modern day FBI had even been created. Uh, Using tax dollars. And what did they hire? They hired it initially at the time, thirty-four agents, most of being military people.
0: Fuckers. So you feel like this is definitely connected?
1: Yes. And here's another thing that I found, um, because at the around the exact same time, remember I said Serbia earlier. This is in Serbia this quote explosion took place um right around the same time there's a uh, russo japanese war going on uh 1904 to 1905 they were fighting over you guessed it serbia siberia <laughs> siberia sorry Um, they were fighting over that territory because they wanted to make their stronghold for their military bases, whatever, to have, uh, like ports and warships and, and stuff. And so, uh, Japan and Russia are fighting over this territory and then, oop, there's an explosion. And then a year later in comes China. Um, so China, Russia, and Japan are all fighting over this area that um had the an explosion. Black. See A- like and wait wait it gets better. You know how we're always about tax dollars, right? So during the exact same time that this was going on, they were having the uh little powell at Jekyll Island with the big bankers and Mr. Aldrich in Congress who Uh-oh. also happened to serve in the same uh, you know, and, and cabinet whatever on the same things, they set in motion the Federal Reserve Act. they also set in motion um the tariffs and the whole nine yards because uh the United States is trying to broker peace over this land that everyone's fighting over. Oh, we better set up uh tariffs in case we need to send uh, weapons or uh, nuclear missiles or um, guns or anything. We better set up tariffs and we better make, uh, you know, do the do the income tax for the people. So interestingly enough, that's all set up at the same time, as well as the medical school revamping happened at the exact same time. Abraham Flexner was hired in 1907 by Congress. Um, and in 1908 is when they started shutting down uh, health practitioners that were holistic in nature, yep. so that they, they could bring report. in, so that they could bring in uh, the radiological stuff and the uh, vaccinations and all of that stuff.
0: Dude, Janet, you're turning me on. I'm not <laughs> even fucking kidding you. That is this is why I say we are the Spice Girls, like. This is exactly, not what I found, but wow, it Mm -hmm. makes so much sense.
1: Yeah.
0: And I I found some other stuff that makes more sense Mm -hmm. now that you've said that.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: (inaudible) Yep. Ellie, what do you got for me, girl? So during that same time, uh, actually a couple months before the Tunguska event, Uh, they actually barred Japanese people from entering the United States.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, There was the whole, and there was a bunch of different acts by presidents and Congress and things like that regarding Mm -hmm. Japan specifically, which I find really interesting because if you think of American history, you think of the only thing in regards to Japan is the bombing of Pearl Harbor. You don't Mm -hmm. think of the U S and Japan interacting at all Mm -hmm. until the bombing of Pearl Harbor, typically, typically. Right. So I thought that was, like that really stood out to me mm-hmm. um, and the main tribe that's in siberia that's around that this tunguska event is called the Evenki people mm-hmm. um and they're they've kind of become a combination of a few different tribes but they're mainly from china and so mm-hmm. janet bringing up china is mm-hmm. like then a very interesting connected piece and then there's tesla whoa 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 <laughs> oh your,
0: your fucking roll. we're not even 15 minutes into the episode and you guys are fucking listen <laughs> this is probably you're like this all goes behind Patreon. <laughs> yeah it probably will okay now this is what i'll tell you This is probably one event in a series of events as you ladies Uh are beautifully uh, lining out for us. But Uh before we get into that, because fuck you, Ellie, that was going to be my fucking, that was it. Okay, so Uh wait, then I have something else too. Okay, say that first and
2: then let's do Tesla together. Okay, that's fine. So what I do find interesting is that 1908, was considered one of the coldest years on record.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But no one actually blames it on this Tunguska event. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was anomalous. in the the time before that, that it was really cold, um, was 1880.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But then I also find very interesting is in 2013, there was a comet over a part of Siberia. I'm going to try and pronounce this in Russian.
1: Weird, huh?
2: Chala Chelybinsk, Chelyabinsk C H E L Y A B I N S K Anyway and so I find it very odd that these events keep happening over Siberia mm-hmm. because if you think of all the place in the world that's a very convenient place to have all of these anomalous events Mhm right and also 2013 was also a record cold year Mhm so I don't know what is happening with that. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that every record cold year has some Tunguska event attached to it, but I find it interesting that there's all of these meteorological
1: comet
2: mm-hmm. impact mm-hmm. incidents, whatever, mm-hmm. um, which at the same time then have a record cold year.
0: Mm-hmm. Well. I have to remind the listeners of a previous episode all three of us worked on, and um, they'll have to go back and do some digging for this one. But it was the one where we covered the Philadelphia Mm -hmm. experiment, Mm -hmm. and we talked about how all these fuckery events happen in association with the number eight. Mm -hmm. yep so now we're talking about tunguska happening in 1908 Mm -hmm. yep and then you just said ellie the coldest year on record before tunguska was was...
2: 1808 yep and then yep well and so you know that russia so the date of tunguska our calendar said june 30th 1908 Mm mm-hmm but the Russian calendar, you know, that's a different day, right?
1: Because they didn't a- adopt our
2: correct. It was like June seventeenth, nineteen oh eight. Oh yeah. my
1: god! Side so in Russia, a seventeen my...
2: June nineteen oh eight. You just mm-hmm. made me get like the fucking
0: goose pimples. So it, now you're talking about another eight there because seven and mm-hmm. one. And
2: right. Wikipedia, you you uh, Janet or. Er, Julia had said it was seven thirteen a.m. Wikipedia says seven seventeen. Now that's only four minutes difference, right?
1: Mm-hmm. But however, numbers matter. Just for
2: matter.
1: the sake
0: of it, I'm mm-hmm. going to go with seven seventeen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's put the real time in there,
0: right? I mean, there are notoriously events like this happening around eight we already discussed that in Mm -hmm. the philadelphia experiment episode but so the reason and you may have wondered this i decided to bring this to everyone's attention is because i recently did a breakdown on ghostbusters and at the very end of ghostbusters He looks at one of the characters, uh, Dan Aykroyd looks at him and he, he goes, you've just been a part of one of the biggest interdimensional cross rips since the Tunguska blast of 1908. And he literally describes it as an interdimensional cross rip. Like, so, they were doing some kind of
2: experiment to rip into timelines. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hang on. So we won't talk about Tesla for a second. But what I find interesting is during 1908, so January 1st, 1908, the British Nimrod expedition led by Ernest Shackleton set sail from New Zealand for Antarctica. And then I find there was another guy, I think in July he left for the north pole maybe it was august and i'm like why are we doing all of these cuz there's all of this conspiracy around north pole and antarctica and i always get confused if the, is the north pole in antarctica
0: i'd be like is that in
2: the arctic I, it's I don't
0: know. it's somewhere in the vicinity mm-hmm. but, but there it, is a lot of that conspiratorial type of talk around antarctica and how you know can we tangent for a second do you really think the titanic even hit an iceberg like there's all this stuff about and i've said before if i want to see the fucking titanic i'll just watch fucking leonardo dicaprio and some shit they had a whole fucking segment at the beginning of that movie where they showed you the fucking wreckage why the fuck are people going down there do you know what I'm saying? Like with the submarine and shit, there's always some funky ass shit where it's like, oh, well, we're traveling to this and then, whoopsie, everybody died mm-hmm. or Tunguska
2: event, or it's like, oopsie, our bad. So, so I found it. Mm-hmm. So, January 1st, this guy sets for Antarctica. April 21st, a totally different guy claims to have reached the North Pole. And then July 3rd, or sorry, July 6th, Robert Perry then sets sail for the North Pole. Why are we doing three Arctic and Antarctic expeditions mm-hmm. in like seven months? Right. And one of them is six days after the Tunguska event. Mm-hmm. Fuckers.
1: And, and where's the financing coming from? That would be an interesting thing. And and part of my um, what, what I was, tangents and going down rabbit holes and whatever. So later in 1908, you know, there was another presidential election and William Taft um, became president and his VP was James Sherman. So Taft was Skull and Bones. He'll be taft. Um, and then uh he was also appointed previously the governor of the Philippines right before this which the Philippines was another area that uh they were fighting over and for <laughs> the territory war and then um let's see uh hold on I gotta find it because this is super interesting Taft his children uh his daughter abigail married uh john davidson rockefeller oh my god Who was the son of standard oil co-founder john d rockefeller his descendants including his namesake nelson a rockefeller became of course the powerful figures in politics and banking um controlling a lot of the committees in congress at that time Um, And also put in place uh, the um, people that were setting up the design for the central banking. And so that is where uh, the uh, Aldrich is the one, um, his daughter, Abigail, Aldrich is the one that married a Rockefeller. And then uh, Aldrich is the one that, that set up the federal banking system.
0: But well, which one was the one they took out on the Titanic? Well, well I,
1: I can't remember what his name was. You know um, what I am talking I about?
0: about. This, was is during, this is during that time, though. That's why I brought up the uh-huh. Titanic. It's like they're setting up the Federal Reserve, but uh-huh. one of those assholes was not on board with that shit. Uh-huh. So, oopsie, they hit an iceberg. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And Whoops. it's like this all goes together this is all uh-huh. part of a big fucking plan this wasn't just accidental tunguska blast accidental mm-hmm. titanic hit an iceberg it mm-hmm. probably had explosive timed explosives on deck 100 percent and it fucking went kablooey and sunk like that
1: because if you think about like what they say they, the the breakage of the ship was the you know if you're hitting an iceberg head-on um the front of the boat is going to crack but it cracked in the center and the Mm -hmm. two pieces you know so there was something in the hole in the center in in my opinion that was down you know in in the hole area where where that's
0: Happened. They, I promise you, Janet, they had explosives in the hole,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they waited until they were in the middle of nowhere, like right, Duska, right. and no witnesses, and right. sunk that motherfucker. All the poor people, they didn't have a chance. Mm-mm. They didn't. It wasn't all romantic and poetic like in the movie. They no. fucking threw those little assholes over fucking board, and all the rich people got on the lifeboats. There wasn't any you know rose blowing
2: the whistle and that it wasn't like that no they just locked Jesus the door to the dying. lower levels they didn't even throw them overboard they just locked the door to right. the lower level so they couldn't get they out drowned
1: them precisely
2: yeah. precisely
1: but that's so, why i find it interesting that you brought up like the second event in 2013 where it's over like the same area um and you know like unseasonably cold and and of the whole nine yards what are the odds of a asteroid wink wink um going to the exact same place
2: i mean like it's not the exact same place but there's it is
1: really in the same area
2: it's really close and there was actually an article that i came across and it was making fun of the people or making fun of the meteor because it was like yeah, people are going to come up with some crazy conspiracy theories because they're going to relate it to Shinguska and it's totally unrelated. And I'm like, if you feel like you really need to write a piece Mm -hmm. to- uh, Like to preempt- To preempt, right? That they're all crazy. Mm -hmm. Then there's probably something there, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, Mm
1: -hmm. and and here's the great thing about a scientist, and I say that laughingly, stating that, you know- um, that this is definitely an astrological event. Um, it was an asteroid or a comet or whatever, but there's no evidence of anything happening from that. There's no debris or anything, but take our word, because we're scientists and we're we're guessing. And what they said was if it would have been like um a, a regular asteroid that, like Ellie said first, that like come in and then like bounced off the ionosphere and and went back out or whatever the force that it would take to to cause the blast zone that it did it would have been anywhere from like 285 to 535 i think it said meters wide janet now come on but they didn't find a single fucking wreck from that
0: do you know what I would compare it to? And then I'm so sorry, Ellie, I'll let you go right after this. I would compare it to, you know, how, when someone's guilty, they go out of their way to like over-explain things. It's like, you're not cheating on your husband or wife, but all of a sudden they're like wanting to check your phone or something. And Mm -hmm. why do they all of a sudden think you're up to something unless mm-hmm. they're up to so and then they come up with this big lie story about right well, you know d-d-d-. every time i hear an explanation like that it's like you're giving too much detail mm-hmm. you don't know what happened and you can't say what really happened so right. you're like over explaining stuff and the science doesn't <laughs> even make sense and it's just outlandish
1: well and here's the thing okay we didn't have the the capability to monitor which i still don't believe we do but we didn't have the capability to monitor back then the speeds of you know asteroids or space debris or whatever junk they want to come up with um but nasa can tell you exactly how fast it was traveling exactly what the uh megatonnage was uh from impact kind of like they can measure all the way from here to the moon
0: the more details they give the worse the lie is it's like they overcomplicate everything and give way too many details that nobody's Mm going to give a fuck about or even know what the fuck they're talking about so they can just
2: seem like they have it figured out and they don't they just don't ellie what Mm -hmm. were you going to say though okay so i have like six different things so part of it's going back and then Part of it's like current shit. Okay. So remember that Robert Perry or, or whatever that I was like, oh, he went to the Arctic on July 6th. Mm-hmm. In 1984, he had found the first Western explorer to reach the Cape York meteorite and was like in the Inuit area. So if you're going to really think that there's a meteor and need someone who's really good with cold, he sounds uniquely qualified. Mm-hmm. Like I get that Russia like wasn't letting people in. But, like, why why didn't he go? Like, Mm -hmm. there's something about this Arctic thing that's, it's off, and it's bugging me, and I can't figure out what it is. But then, I was looking at um, newspaper reports from around this time. And can I just, like, read you this little Mm -hmm. snippet? Dude, are you about to say this Russian meteorologist one? From the cyber newspaper on July second. Uh no, but okay. You read yours first, then I have a news article that I want
0: to read too, so that that'll be a good segue. Go ahead. So,
2: first of all, the time is not going to match on this again, so I want to point this out. But it's in the Russian time, so it's going to say the seventeenth of June. On the morning of the seventeenth of June, around nine o'clock, we observed an unusual natural occurrence in the north karliniski village the peasant saw to the northwest rather high above the horizon some strangely bright impossible to look at bluish white heavenly body which for about 10 minutes moved downwards the body appeared as a pipe i.e a cylinder the sky was cloudless only a small dark cloud was observed in the general direction of the bright body it was hot and dry As the body neared the ground forest, the bright body seemed to smudge, then turned into a giant billow of black smoke, and a loud knocking, not thunder, was heard as if large stones were falling or artillery was fired. All buildings shook. At the same time, the cloud began emitting flames of uncertain shapes. All villagers were stricken with panic and took to the streets. Women cried, thinking it was the end of the world. The author of these lines was, meantime, in the forest, about six versets, which is 6.4 kilometers, north of the village, and heard to the northeast some kind of artillery barrage that repeated in intervals of 15 minutes at least 10 times. In the village, a few buildings with the walls facing northeast, the window glass shook. So now that's more than the four thunder booms. Mm-hmm. And that's oddly specific of intervals of 15 minutes, at least 10 times. Because all comets do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They're, they're very precise with their time. Very timing. precise. <laughs> but then I've also, did you guys hear about the natural glass theory?
0: I don't need, girl, I can already tell you it's fucked, but I got to tell you i found some shit in a newspaper article that okay. had t- uh the townsfolk describing it as or or village or or the like yeah, you yeah. Said, whatever is over mm-hmm. there it said they described it as splitting the sky in two
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. going
0: back to like that interdimensional cross rip yep, idea. Yep. like they're literally mm-hmm. tampering with some stuff they're trying to do some um interdimensional travel or something like that but The Tunguska Blast also appeared on X-Files, but they were trying to make it more UFO-y. I'm not in that camp, Mm -hmm. but I do think it's interesting that it was mentioned in the X-Files. And then I found an article from Leonid Kulik, a Russian meteorologist who led the first expedition to investigate the area in 1927. And the New York Times describes the scene based on his observation. And it says, in the center, there is an area several miles in diameter where the earth is torn and furrowed as though by a gigantic harrow and also pitted in places with numerous large circular excavations resembling craters.
2: I don't know if I believe that, but that's interesting. So they mm-hmm. said that those craters were really the trees that were standing there, and it was the stump. So it was almost like oh. the trees got taken out,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: so the holes were like the stumps that were left. Like Swiss cheese, got mm-hmm. you. And it says, around
0: this center is a broad zone in which lie millions of trees, as you were saying stripped Mm -hmm. of bark and branches and all with their tops pointing outward they bear marks of a uniform scorch quite different from the effects of an ordinary forest fire Mm -hmm. these trees some of which are of great size were evidently blown down by the blast of air produced by the fall of this quote-unquote meteoric mass which we know is not true and it says the same blast knocked down human beings and damaged houses 50 miles away an indigenous person of this region told Kulik that one of his relatives had stores and a herd of 1500 domestic reindeer in the forest and these were all destroyed. Only a few scorched carcasses of animals could be found. The storehouses were burned down and tools were completely melted. You tell me what the fuck that sounds
1: like. Well, that definitely sounds more like a nuclear weapon in my opinion.
2: Yes. So I'm just going to read a little part that's going to add to that. The split in the sky grew larger and the entire northern side was covered with fire. At that moment, I became so hot that I couldn't bear it as if my shirt was on fire from the northern side where the fire was. I wanted to tear off my shirt and throw it down. But then the sky shut closed and a strong thump sounded and I was thrown a few meters. Mm -hmm. Are they like trying to open a portal to hell?
1: possibly wow. so all this time when we're thinking that maybe there's something going on in antarctica uh maybe it, really we should be looking at siberia
2: well how far is antarctica from siberia i don't know oh no i'm gonna go
1: like
0: that. are they are they trying to open the ninth gate here possibly i'm serious
1: because even if you account for the blue color and the the sonic boom noises or artillery noises, whatever they describe it as, that does not... How do you... How do you have trees that all go in this crater, but all their tops are facing outwards and all the bark is stripped?
0: Makes no sense. No sense. Melted tools
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: scorched animal carcasses most so it says only a few scorched carcasses of the animals could be found that means they were disintegrated Uh there's a difference between if you go see like i was saying kind of in the hills have eyes where there was a blast that went off the houses are still standing people Uh did have like radiation burns and stuff like that right but we're not talking about disintegration to the Mm -hmm. point where you can only find a few carcasses
1: yeah and if it was if it was an asteroid or comet meteor whatever you want to call it and it came down and landed on the herd of reindeer um, you would still find bones and stuff underneath.
2: Or, or a crater somewhere.
1: Whatever fell.
2: hmm hmm
0: I guess now, Ellie, w- this would be a good time to circle back around to Nikola Tesla. And I'm going to let you lead the way. And if there's anything that you don't mention, I'll just cover it on the back end because I found this to tie in beautifully with what uh, Janet found earlier. And it makes everything make more sense. Uh, And
2: yeah, what did you find on Tesla? So I'm going to kind of combine Tesla with this other theory that I found. So one of the theories that I found was that there was this natural gas pocket explosion thing that kind of came out of the earth. And then the internet says, coincidentally, on a clear sky, lightning also struck that spot and that's why it you've already back. lost me that's too that that would have to be like an act of god for real right but there's tesla and tesla had and you probably have much more on tesla than i do but it was um he had what he called his quote-unquote death ray at warden cliff tower which was uh, on the bank of either connecticut or new york in the long island sound and the last time that he used it was right around the Tunguska event. Mm-hmm. And after that, I know there's other podcasters who've done great episodes on Tesla. And he basically lost all of this funding. He did. Shortly after, could no longer finish Wardcliffe Tower. Like, it basically got seized. He lost all his funding. Um and like I think he even like went to jail at some point too. And like Edison, there's some sh- shady stuff with Edison. And to Janet's point of the whole nuclear fission, nuclear fusion, th- the theory I saw was basically he shot his death ray into a place that he thought was unpopulated. How that line works on either globe or flat Earth, I'm not quite sure. To only hit Siberia, mm-hmm. but that's what I got on Tesla.
0: Like a directed energy weapon. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Something that I talked about with the Dyatlov Pass. You guys know about the Dyatlov Pass. Yep. Uh, In Russia, in Russia, Mm okay? I promise you this has something to do with directed energy weapons. Now, before I kind of give you my gist of things on the death ray and kind of some more info I found on that. I got a one-star review that said, so <laughs> oh my God. And I don't even it's like the same give, person. Is it? Well, I him. but I don't even like to give these type of people airtime because haters can become your motivators, right? If they're not mm-hmm. talking shit, there's something wrong. But they said that the host is very annoying, which take it or leave it. Maybe I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but they said that I pretty much believe every conspiracy that I come across. And that is untrue because one of the biggest conspiracy theories out there right now is UFO activity and aliens. And I am the first one to say I don't believe any of that exists.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm more likely to say that something like this with Nikola Tesla happened Mm -hmm. than a fucking spaceship coming down. So I just want to clarify that really quickly before I get into this, because out of all of the theories that we presented, I think this really could have happened more than a meteor, a comet, a UFO, a gas bubble, whatever they're trying to say. I think this could
2: be more realistic. Come back to me when you're done talking about Tesla. Why? Somebody left you a one star review? I'll be no. I got five stars on Apple and Spotify. We're good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hang out with us too often, you'll get that uh, one. I had (laughs) mm
2: -hmm, an idea that popped into my head, but I want you to finish talking about Tesla first. All right, let me just spit this out real
0: quick and spill the beans on Tesla here. In the late eighteen nineties, early nineteen hundreds, Nikola Tesla was working on the means to transfer large amounts of electricity through the air. His experiments were failures for the most part. But there is a claim that while working on this, he sent a blast from Colorado to the north over the North Pole and hitting Siberia, causing the Tunguska blast. And now it goes on to say the U.S. government then came in to hush it all up and keep the Russians And the czar from finding out about it. And then the US government then kept pressuring Tesla to repeat the experiment for a long range death ray, quote unquote. And what we do know is that when Tesla died, FBI officials rushed into his New York hotel and confiscated all of his belongings. And among these were supposedly the plans for his death ray. Now, What did Janet just say about the FBI right before this Tunguska goes off three days, three days before the Tunguska goes off, they're Mm -hmm. forming the FBI that will later confiscate all military people. (laughs) They knew he was going to do it. They probably asked him to do it. Mm -hmm. They knew all about it, that they wanted him to do it. So Mm -hmm. that's why I'm saying like there is this is by design. It's always by design.
2: And. Mm go ahead uh ellie what was your thoughts on that keep talking for a second i'm down a rabbit hole hang on oh you're <laughs> you're looking into se- i mean janet what do you think uh,
1: you know what it it makes perfect sense to me that that would be what it was because like i said um with looking into like the nuclear weapons and stuff and the the exo atmospheric thing creating that uh nuclear emp
2: okay mm-hmm. and so
1: you've got the shock waves uh the blast that like leveled things because that's what emp's do and then because you know it, it, the technology behind what what tesla had i definitely think that is all tied together 100,000% because like i said uh the the fighting over that territory in the first place And then, um, you know, jockeying for position with other countries and then instituting, uh, the federal banking system and setting up the income tax system and tariffs at the same time. This is all going at the same time because, like, um, the automobile was designed, the -hmm. Wright Brothers plane was designed, the Wright Brothers, uh, partnered with, uh, other countries to send them their aircraft and then lo and behold the government starts doing tariffs
0: and if you want to get even deeper into it Mm -mm. tesla has been quoted as saying that he was kind of like channeling beings and spirits right get these ideas from and then they're they're describing it as splitting the sky pillars Mm -hmm. And this interdimensional cross rip. And it's like, dude, everything is spiritual in nature. Like this is a Mm -hmm. spiritual war. And it's not that I believe every conspiracy I come across, but some things just make fucking sense.
1: Yeah. And like, why is, why are those quote astrological events in that same area? Why are they in an area close to each other? Like what, what is there? that these things focus on dude
0: don't they say that the seat of satan is like in russia there is there is a i think it's in
1: the catholic church uh in the vatican no i'm kidding
0: (laughs) there's a scripture that describes the seat of satan and someone who's way way better at decoding scripture looked into it and they pinpointed this area and if I'm remembering correctly, they said it was in Russia. Now, knowing this shit about the Tunguska blast and Tesla channeling spirits, and -hmm. they put it in the Ghostbusters and X-Files, like this is And countries
1: fighting over that area. Countries
0: fighting over it. They're introducing the Babylonian money Mm -hmm.
2: magic system. You tell me that's not spiritual. Okay, so this follows what you're saying, and I'm going to take it a little bit farther. Take it. So that people in Russia or in Siberia, that Evan, the Evankey people, they actually believed when the Tunguska happened that Agda, the god of fire and thunder, had returned to strike them down with an invisible fire. And I just got done listening to your episode with Gary Wayne, the most recent one, Julia, which is why like my wheel started turning and I had a rabbit hole moment. So then tying in what you said and how And then Gary Wayne and how the polytheism and the pantheon of gods and the demigods and how what these could potentially look like, creating a time rift. And then Mike, my husband, sent me a text and goes, what if the plot to Hellboy wasn't just a movie? Mm -hmm. Oh, they always put some truth in films. And for those who don't know, the plot of Hellboy is the Nazis' attempt to open a portal to a paranormal dimension in order to defeat the Allies, but are only able to summon a baby demon who's rescued by Allied forces and named Hellboy. Like, think about that. Did they bring in baby Hellboy?
1: Well, Fuck what yeah. What was the Two, most by the way, popular show on, on Netflix recently? Series? Lucifer? Uh-uh. I
2: don't know, that's what Mike said.
1: The, um... Oh what the, the shit! I just had a brain fart. You know the one with the kids where they there's a portal and they change your, your things. There you go. Why would those be? Uh, why would all that stuff be coming out? You know, and and
2: well, even so, Mike and I are rewatching this episode or this episode. The series called Fringe um and it's basically along this line of parallel universes and a time rift and it's a good series but it's now making me think of the whole basis is one of the characters his son died and so then he went to another world to get um his son from the parallel universe and basically bring him back but it created this weak spot as they called it Mm -hmm. in time and it cause problems for both dimensions um a great place to do that would be the middle of nowhere Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and who's gonna believe a bunch of fucking reindeer herders yep
1: exactly Mm -hmm.
2: like they're not like i was reading like they very much at the time still lived like you would think of a typical indian or native american um wearing reindeer skins and like things Mm -hmm. like that like they lived off the land
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i swear you guys got to look into this whole seat of satan thing because seat or seed seat like the throne in russia I th- I believe that's what it w- I could be completely wrong, you guys. I could be completely totally wrong, but I believe I watched a TikTok, which is probably full of shit that said someone decoded some shit from prophecy in Revelation talking about the throne, the seed of Satan, and it was in Russia or somewhere like that. Wouldn't and- that be
1: interesting if if that were the truth and all uh-huh. of this? shit keeps happening and and like why is why are all these superpowers of the world fighting over this area
2: so the seat why? the seat of satan is called is in supposedly pergamon or pergamum which is in turkey and turkey's in the same area i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's like russia and things like that it's not in siberia but But it's part of that Asia.
0: Russia. Okay, so that must be what I'm thinking about. But going back to something that I said earlier about the Dyatlov Pass incident, at the time I covered it, I said that it probably maybe could have been extraterrestrial in nature because they did report glowing balls of light in the sky, XYZ. But these people suffered radiation their skin was melted off their bones they had no tongues they had no Mm -hmm. eyes their hair was turned gray i think that they've been experimenting with this shit for way longer than they'd ever fucking admit in these really remote places Mm -hmm. and then it turned out like a couple not a couple actually all of the kids that died in the Diyotlav Pass incident
2: were in the fucking KGB. Well, and Russia all has always wanted the gold standard, and they they've still been on the gold standard. I don't think they ever went off. Mm-hmm. And so they're the opposite of the US, right? Because the US is not on the gold standard. Mm-hmm. And so that ties into the Federal Reserve. You and- know
1: what's interesting about that? What? Is that that happened at the exact same time in 1908. With the uh, gold standard and argument and they didn't want things to be on the gold standard and, and they didn't want things silver backed either. And so all of that was going on at the same time. Now I have a question about that pass incident. When did that happen?
0: Let me look it up real quick. It could have been, if it's close to the same time, I'm going to shit my whole pants.
1: Well, and think of it in this aspect. Um, they always test Anything in an area where there is a different language. 59.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. 1959. 1959. Makes,
1: makes perfect sense because, um, like even if you think about uh Bill Gates uh testing vaccines and stuff, he doesn't test them in the United States, he tests them in remote villages in Africa. India or in remote places in India, and they do the same thing with weapons testing all the time. Mm
2: -hmm. But Russia's, I was gonna say, like Russia's just always been super secretive, they've always been not wanting to be a part of what everyone else is doing. mm -hmm. And so, it would not surprise me that Russia's trying directed energy weapons or something else, and Mm -hmm. we don't know about it. Right, or there's accidents in these developments, and they're writing it off as meteors or mm-hmm. bear attacks. Like
1: right, and that's why I said when when supposedly the first nuclear weapons test was in 1945, but in 1910 they're recording it in medical observations. Mm-hmm. This blue glowing light from radioactive material. So that technology existed during this time.
0: Mm-hmm. And probably 100%. for a long time. Actually, right. Ellie, um, did so you liked that new Gary Wayne episode? Yes. I tried to bring a little something different to the table. Now, there are islands around the world where I do think that they're testing shit out on because mm-hmm. they're also sacred.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so they pick certain locations based on the significance spiritually as well Mm -hmm. so it does interest me and i i just actually spoke with someone who's been doing a lot of help with human trafficking in russia and she said when she got over there in moscow and some of these bigger cities She was disgusted, appalled by the amount of human trafficking, child trafficking. And for a long time, Russia was not Christianized. So there is some type of weird, spiritual,
2: weird shit going on with Russia. Well, didn't Gary Wayne, in one of his episodes, and maybe it wasn't with you, but with someone else, didn't he say that one of the people from the Nephilim like went into Russia? Am I remembering this correctly? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because rabbit hole, thought experiment, whatever you want to call it. If that's the case. And there these people that are these uh, indigenous, quote unquote, tribes, maybe they never lost the in- Angelic technology that. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know how to use it properly. I mm-hmm. wish I had. And one of my
0: listeners actually asked me for this, and I couldn't help them because I don't have it myself. But like a, a map of ley lines and intersecting ley line hotspot points, like the pyramids of Giza and Pumapunku and what's the one the other one where it's like stonehenge these places that were built on top of where these intersecting ley lines are how do we know that there aren't significant events like tunguska dioctliv pass that are occurring on these hot spots ley lines and i think that they are portals in a way because if you look at a lot of the ancient architecture there there are doorways in mountains Mm -hmm. there are destroyed remains of these advanced civilizations that were built on these power points all over the world they were tapping into some shit Mm -hmm. so how do we know that they weren't as I was saying earlier, trying to create this cross rip at one of these ley line points to open some shit up. And God only knows if it was ever closed. Maybe, maybe that was just the opening and it's still open. Mm -hmm. And we don't know because how the fuck would we know if it ever got closed Mm -hmm. properly?
2: All right. Uh So I googled Tunguska and ley lines. And I came across this thing and I'm going to preface it with I'm not saying this is true. If it is um I get very icky vibes from this. So like someone was channeling not something that was good. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to preface that oh, with Oh shit. before okay. I read this. However, It goes with what janet said Mm -hmm. like some of the things that they were saying and i'm just like i like i kind of want to read this i'm just waiting for her to come back because i read this and i was just like skimming through it and i was like no
0: no tell me it's not some fallen angel bullshit that's what it sounds that's i knew it
2: That's what it sounds like, and that's why, like, I had this, like, inkling to go look up, wait, what the Evankey people, like, what what do they tell their kids and their grandkids, like, what this event was? Like, what's their mythos in relation to this? Because I guarantee you it's not a giant meteor fell to the earth.
0: It never is. It's always spiritual in nature.
2: So this site is Law of One Society, which also, so that right there is some red flag some red flags okay so supposedly this person is talking about they went to a meditation and they wanted to know what happened in tunguska and the spirit i'm, I'm gonna call it a demon let's be honest mm-hmm. the, the demon that comes through is called Ra, and it says um so the person asked can you tell me what caused the crater but we know there's no crater um the destruction of a fission reactor oh Oh, and the person and the person asks whose reactor um this is what you may call a drone sent by the confederation which malfunctioned it was moved to an area where its destruction would not cause infringement upon the will of the mind body spirit complexes it was then detonated what was its purpose for coming here it was a drone designed to listen to the various signals of your people. You were at that time beginning work in a more technical sphere, a.k.a. nuclear weapons, as Janet has told us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and we were listening in to determine the extent and the rapidity of your advances. The drone was powered by a simple fission motor or engine, as you would call it. Um, however, it was this... It had the same destructive effect upon third-party density molecular structures. Thus, as it malfunctioned, we felt it was best to pick a place for its destruction rather than attempt to retrieve it. Um, Was its danger both blast and radiation? The radiation does not drift with the winds as the admission of your somewhat primitive weapons do let me tell you what i think about that like the, so given what janet told us given what you said and talked about with gary wayne and then i randomly come across that by googling tunguska and ley lines i'll tell you
0: what i've Anna. done some research on the law of one because when i started my conspiracy theory journey I was a deluded asshole like a lot of people are. And I got into David Wilcock and Corey Good and the Blue Avians and all this stuff that's now found out to be a total bogus lie story and made up. But David Wilcock always references the law of one. They were channeling some dark entity called Raw. I don't care who gets mad at me for saying it. That's what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And if you think, In terms of a demon, they always pair a little bit of the truth with a lot, a bit of a lie and Mm -hmm. they give you half truth. So was it a nuclear reaction or nuclear fusion or fission? Yes, it was. Was it what they're saying it was? Probably not, Mm -hmm. but they give you a little bit of the truth and confuse it with a massive lie. So you never get the full story. I didn't have to channel any dark beings or light any fucking incense out of my asshole to figure this out. It just took me, Ellie, and Janet, with logical and critical thinking, putting the pieces together. And I feel like we've developed a pretty sound explanation for the events that occurred.
1: Well, you want to know what the funny thing is of why it made me think when I was first reading about it and people were talking about blue. My first thought was nuclear because I'm like, okay, well, I had a lot of, you know, time around like nuclear testing and stuff like that over my career. And I was like, that sounds much more nuclear. And then I was like, Mm -hmm. I got to Like I have my husband. I'm like, I'm like, check and see like what else was going on in in that time frame. And then I'm like, you know what? That person's name sounds familiar. Let me look more into them. And I'm like, oh, this is like follow the money trail the whole way through. That's what this is. It's
0: follow the money. That's the Babylonian money magic. Mm -hmm. So I think we've pretty much summed everything up and this has been a hell of an episode we went we covered everything we covered Mm -hmm. every possible tangent and tirade that every rock has been turned over and looked under Mm -hmm. i i think that pretty much does it but for the listeners janet one more time can you let them know if they want to experience more janet where they can find it (laughs)
1: Okay, you can follow Deplorable Nation podcast on every podcast platform. Plus, you can find me on Instagram at Deplorable Janet. Um you can find me on Twitter at no Janet o w. W. That is it.
0: Did you plug your Instagram? Mm-hmm. You did? Okay. Mm Because I was gonna say, I miss your your. You used to do little uh, videos and stuff, and I haven't seen as many recently. You need to get on there.
1: (laughs) I know, I gotta get get my head out of my butt here lately.
0: And your eyeliner looks fantastic tonight. If I might add, why? Thank you. I appreciate that. Ellie, what's going on with the Speed Bumps podcast, and where can people find it?
2: Um, always looking for guests. Really, looking for guests. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to talk about your craziest, deepest, most traumatic thing, like just whatever speed bumps you're comfortable sharing with. And you can find speed bumps on all major podcasting platforms. And on Instagram, I am one thumb l o n e thumb e l and speed dot bumps dot podcast. So
0: I have to say, Ellie, I would love for you to start doesn't even have to be a youtube channel but something in the neighborhood of a conspiracy type of sideshow
2: have you considered it no because i like being guests on other people's podcasts i'm just saying you could (laughs) uh, you could just hear me out
0: hear me out freaky fridays and you just like let your freak flag fly and cover all kind of conspiracy stuff on a side show. Not even on speed bumps, but it literally could have a cute name like Ellie's Freaky Fridays. And just Wednesdays are
2: speed bumps and Fridays are conspiracy talks. No, Fridays are fin approved Fridays. I need oh, a new day. And I release Fridays. on Wednesdays, so I'd have to do Mondays. And that's a really jam-packed schedule, Julia. Yeah, I, see what I'm doing to you? I'm I'm working you. I'm
0: working you. <laughs> But I am totally okay with it if you don't start a conspiracy podcast, because then you won't want to be an amazing guest on my show. Mm -hmm. And I am very selfish. I'm a selfish human being, and I like to keep you all to myself. So uh, everything I said, fucking forget it. (laughs) Scratch it all. Just come on my show, and we'll throw down (laughs) on the next topic. But thank you, ladies. It's been an honor, as usual. You crushed it. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much for having us back again.
0: Thank you for coming on. And to all my listeners, thank you for listening. And we will catch you on the next one.